Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to our weekly edition of 52 Players. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Johnny Farina is our very special guest, and uh, he was part of uh, the wonderful uh, Santo and Johnny that was with his, uh, with his brother. And it, everyone knows them from Sleepwalk, but there's so much more to it than that. And, and he's, a, he's a Long Island guy, which is, uh, which is incredible. Uh, Frank McKay here with Johnny Farina. Johnny, welcome. Well, how you doing, Frank? I'm I'm doing great, and it sounds like you're doing great as well. And it's it's nice that you. I am. Uh, I am. I I I woke up with a, a cold this morning, so um, it's a good thing I'm not a singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. Let's uh, let's do a little bit of your history, and I I didn't know that you lived on Long Island. We won't say exactly exactly where, but uh, you, you live on Long Island all these years. Uh, I've been hearing Sleepwalk Forever and other other tunes of yours. Let's do a little of your biography, if you don't mind, and, and let's start from the beginning. Where were you born and where were you raised? Uh, actually, I was born in Brooklyn, uh, grew up in Brooklyn, and uh, uh, after uh, Sleepwalk hit, uh, we had to move out of Brooklyn because uh, I never forgot, it was kind of funny. Uh, my, my dad had a, a 1951 Buick Roadmaster. It was really a beautiful car. He always kept it shiny. It was that black lacquer was beautiful, and uh, but as soon as Sleepwalk hit, uh, these girls would uh, they stole his uh, hubcaps and they'd rub them themselves all over the car and write. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, it, to me, it was funny. He was getting really uh, you know, annoyed at it, and then one uh, one day we're having a Sunday dinner, and a girl comes crashing through the storm door. That was the end of that. My father says. We're going to move. I said, where? He says, we're going to move to Long Island. I said, I don't know about that because I like Brooklyn, you know? Yeah. And, um, and anyway, um, I never forgot. I was in Australia on uh, doing a tour. Uh, Dwayne Eddy was on the tour, the Diamonds, um, a couple other people. And um, uh, I got a telegram saying that they moved to a little town called uh, Copeg. Ah. And I never heard of that town. And uh, so I. Copag. So anyway, well, I never forgot when I got to the airport, I got a cab and I uh, said, listen, take me to a town it's called Copag. And uh, so then they uh, they moved out there and I started to like it, especially I like the fish and clam and crab. And so I stayed on the island, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, listen, not not a bad place to uh, uh, to spend some time. And a lot of people out here, uh, you know, the Brooklyn Bridge were out here, right? Johnny Maestro was, uh, uh, you know. Well, you know, uh, Johnny, Johnny Maestro was like a brother to me. I don't know. Probably you may not know it, but. Uh, no, I thought you were uh, close. I always heard that. You yeah, yeah, close. super close. But we we were like almost brothers. That's how close we were. As a matter of fact, uh, when, when Johnny passed, my wife and I were holding his hand. You know, that's how close we were. Oh, my we gosh. Were. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we were really close, but he was a super. He was the Rolls Royce of singers at our time. You know, he was like the like a Tony Bennett of the rock and roll. You know. Yeah. Geez, I didn't know he you was, were that close. I knew there was a connection there. Everyone said the two yeah. Johnnies were very, very tight. You know, Johnny Farina, you and uh, and and Johnny Maestro, and yeah, I should have figured that you might have been out here on Long Island, but I, I, I've heard that before. 
And I heard he was yeah, a great well, guy. I never met him, but I heard he was a terrific guy. He was. You know, he was quiet. A lot of people took him the wrong way, you know. But he was very, very quiet guy. He was never, he was never full of himself, you know. He was just, uh, he was down to earth guy, and uh, I sure miss him. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, his music lives on. He's, uh, uh, you know, no matter what, my my daughter has a sweet sixteen coming up, and. And, uh, and, and boy, uh, his, his songs come up, uh, right around there. And, and, you know, when, uh, uh, you know, wedding, you know, wedding songs or bridal showers, you, you, you hear his songs and, uh, it, you know, he, he has a great legacy. Everyone should be as fortunate as Johnny Maestro to, uh, you know, to, to leave something like that behind. And, and again, it's easy right. to say, but, um, Hey, let me remind folks that are just tuning in or maybe just turning on their radios a little late. Frank McKay here with Johnny Farina. Uh, wonderful uh, musician and uh, an artist, uh, Santo and Johnny. Everyone knows uh, Sleepwalk, a huge hit and a life-changing uh, song for these yes, guys. Yes, it was. Uh, uh, you know, because when we wrote Sleepwalk, we had no idea that we created a song that would transcend through the years. Uh, since 1959, it's been over uh, in over 40 movies. It's been used in commercials. Uh, it's been used on sitcoms. Uh, uh, people covered it, like uh, uh, Brian Setzer won a Grammy for it. Jeff Beck covered it. Joe Satriani, uh, Chet Ankins, um, Les Paul, Eric Clapton. You know, uh, amazing. Diana Ross even sang it. You know, wow. And um, all yeah, these legends so. singing this song that you wrote and playing this song that you wrote. Just amazing. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, there's not a day that goes by that I, I don't play Sleepwalk once a day. You know, uh, especially I I play my guitar every day, so that's included in my uh, repertoire. But uh, you like that word repertoire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Oh my God, it, it, you know, people probably beg you to play it more than once in uh, in in a show. You know, I mean, it's such a huge song. It's such a signature song. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to start my show off with Sleepwalk, and I, I usually save it to the end, but because it's the 60th anniversary of Sleepwalk, uh, I, I'm going to start my show off with it, you know? Do you do a Johnny Maestro song as like a tribute to him? Uh, sometimes I did, you know, but uh, sometimes after I play it, I get like sort of uh, sad, and uh, so I stop that, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, it's sometimes I'll, I'll play him and I'll listen to him in the house, and then it just brings back too many, too many. I mean, good memories, but it's kind of heavy, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I get it. I didn't realize you were, you were that close. I, I always knew there was a connection. Like I said, I, you, you know, I, I've got to believe just to kind of switch gears. Uh, I, I got to believe that your life's broken up into two parts uh, uh, before Sleepwalk and, and after Sleepwalk because you're only 16 years old. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you were only right. 16 years old when that song came out. How old were you when you wrote it? Did you write it when you were 16 and it just immediately came out, or did you write it earlier? I think we started, uh, you know, it's funny. In, in, uh, when you're a certain age, you'll say, I'm 15 and a half, or right. I'm 17 and a half. But once you get to a certain number in life, you'll say, I'm 60. Yeah. And you, you don't go three and three quarters or 16 yeah. and a half. And so I was like 15 and a half <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, 
And my brother, he was what? He was uh, 18 and a half at the time. And, uh, you know, and then uh, at, uh, at 16, uh, I quit school. And I, uh, we made a demo, and I shopped it around. And uh, in all actuality, uh, the, the first place I went to was the Debril building. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, place. I a, yeah, that was the, the, the place where you would go and uh, if you wanted to get something done. And I bought a book that had t- uh, two books out at the time. One, one was uh, a listing of all the uh, music companies. And then the other one was a listing of all the publishing companies. So I started with the music uh, companies, and that brought me to the uh, Brill Building. And I, I only had, like, one demo. It was like an, an acetate. You know, it wasn't a real record. And um, so um, I had it under my arm, and I'd just knock on the doors. And, uh, I mean, uh, in the interim of that, I, I, I saw... Uh, I would see in the elevator like Sam Cooke, Jackie Wilson, you know, all, all the uh, well-known artists. And I said, someday I'm going to be up there, you know, with these people, you know, maybe in this building, you know. But aside from that, uh, a year went by that, uh, like, nobody really wanted to hear it. First of all, they wanted to know if it was doo-wop. I said, no, this is not doo-wop. It's something different. I didn't know the, the terminology of... Uh, rhythm and blues at the time but that's what it was you know and um then they said so uh, so you're singing no uh it's on, it's on an instrument no you mean like uh, a fender uh a telecast no no it's a steel guitar oh no we're not interested hawaiian music the cow you know yeah. cowboy music they called it yeah. i said no it's not oh no i you know i leave it here i said no i can't leave it here i only have one and that, you know, I, I used to go day after day trying to uh, get it done there, trying to talk to people. There was a bar downstairs. Uh, Jack, I think it was Jack Dempsey's uh, bar. And um, uh, I had a phony draft card. You know, I used to go there and, yeah. and drink and, and, and try to I'd go to a bar and give me a 7-7. Seven seven. I drew a mustache. So <laughs> a funny thing happened. I mean, I have thousands of stories about the mustache, you know, but... Uh, I, I drew a mustache. I wanted to get a, 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 you know, a cabaret card, and I walked into police station. And I said, uh, "Well, in those days, they had, you know, they didn't curb their language." And I went, what? The, what do you got there? You know, I said, "It's a stash, man." And the guy starts laughing. He said, "What do you mean a stash? Looks like eyebrow pencil, you know." <laughs> so I said, "Leave it, leave it alone, man. It's a stash, you know." But um, anyway. Uh, nothing happened in a Brill building, but um, then I started to hit uh, publishers, and um, I, I was going through all the names, and then finally one day uh, I saw Trinity Music. I was going down the alphabet, and I see Trinity Music, and I said, wow, I'm Catholic, you know, uh, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, maybe I should go there. So it's funny. It was 101 West 55th Street. As a matter of fact, I'm not sure if Tony Bennett uh, son still has his uh, office there. But anyway, um, I went uh, knocking. I was about to knock on the door, and the door was slightly open, so I pushed it open, and I see a guy sitting down, and he's about, uh, looks like a pastrami sandwich from where I was uh, standing. <laughs> and, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. I, uh, I look at him, and I said, uh, I was about to say something. He said, yeah, I know, kid, you have a hit record. 
And I said, wow, wow. See, uh, I'm thinking to myself that the Father, the Son, Holy Ghost sent me here. This guy knows I have a hit record. I said, yeah, I do. How do you know that? He says, everybody has a hit record. I said, yeah, but I'm not everybody. This is a real hit record. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. L leave it here. I have to clean my ears. I had no idea what he was talking about. He was just having to hit records all day long. So apparently everything he heard, you know, he, he didn't like anything, but he was burnt out listening to it. So he just wanted to get away from it, you know? Yeah. So I said, come on, man, you can, you can hear it. No, I, I, listen, leave it here. I can't. Boom, boom, boom. So I told him a couple of choice words, you know, what's going to happen to him after this number one. So he said, all right, come in here. So now I'm expecting a big, elaborate, you know, sound system. You know, yeah. I had a better one than him. I had this Amro in my, you know, you know, like years ago, they had a three-in-one, a TV or a, a, a phonograph and a radio. Yeah. That's what we had. And uh, I looked at it, I said, what? what? What is this? And he had like a penny on the arm so it wouldn't jump, you know? I said, that's a piece of crap. That's a piece of crap, I said. I can't play my song on here. It's going to eat up my record because it wasn't a real record, you know? Put it on. It's not going to eat up anything. So he puts it on, and uh, he says, "What kind of instrument is that?" You know. And I told him, oh, "Wow." I said, uh, and I knew I had this guy because he was like, he he never heard anything like it. And so when he heard, he says, "You want some of the sandwich?" And I knew I had him. I said, "Hey, can I have that?" Pickle? If he give me the pickle, <laughs> he says, "You want everything?" And I said, "Yeah." So he gives me the pickle. And he laughed. We became friends. Later on, became Bobby Darren's manager and Wayne Newton's manager. But he was such a nice man, and uh, he was right. You know, uh, he, he said, "I never heard anything like it." Then we, uh, Alan Freed, heard it, and he says, "This record will live on forever." You know, and he's right. So he's sixty right. years later, uh, the 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 latest uh, use for a movie uh, is the uh, trailer of The Intruder, coming out in May. Uh, the uh, Dennis Quaid movie, yeah. if you Google, it's got over 6 million hits already. It's amazing. Just absolutely amazing. A, one, You know, that it, one song, uh, just it, it is lasting forever. That guy was absolutely right. Let me remind folks, once again, you're hearing the voice of Johnny Farina, Santo and Johnny, uh, it, it, as everyone knows him. That's his brother, Santo uh, and and uh, Johnny and uh, Sleepwalk is the uh, the tune that they wrote that is lasting forever without question. Uh, I remember a Deftone version of of it. Do you know you know the Deftones, Johnny? You know who they Absolutely, are? Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. the Deftone, uh, James Burton, Modest Mouse. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, you know I, these I, guys. I, yeah. A girl sang it named uh, Renee Olstead. She sang it on uh, So You Think You Could Dance. Did, you know, uh, Al Cooper did it also. Didn't uh, you know? didn't Modest Mouse do something like they called it sleepwalking or something? What what was? What, did they they change it around? Yeah, a little? yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. yeah. My yeah. my son John, uh, my son Johnny, strangely enough, uh, loves uh -huh. Modest Mouse, and he, uh, uh, you know, I was listening to it. I said, oh, oh, this is uh, Santo and Johnny. This is Sleepwalk. He didn't even know it was a remake when I uh, when I played it for him, and uh, when when he played it for me. And he was like, no kidding. And I said, yeah, it was uh, Santo and Johnny. That's a big song. And I told him uh, Deftones did a version. Brian, I, I knew Brian Setzer had big, big yeah. success. I didn't realize he won a Grammy. But again, Frank yeah, McKay here. Yeah, he won a Grammy. And uh, yeah. Danny Gatton did it, you know. Yeah. Uh, Some great I, players. I know it's Joe Satriani. 
I mean, he doesn't play anything like uh, like the way we played. But he uh, he made a, an album. He did it. It's called uh, Strange but Beautiful Music, and um, and he wrote. Um, uh, he played uh, Sleepwalk. So I called him up and wanted to know what did you do that song for? You know, like he said, oh man, it's a killer song. You know, but um, you know, I, I don't know. But um, if you're aware that John Lennon was inspired to write Sleepwalk. Uh, and he wrote, uh, not, not uh, he was inspired by Sleepwalk to write Free as a Bird. No kidding. You know? I, I knew there was a there was a Lennon connection. I was going to ask you about that next. Yeah, so we, we, yeah. go into that a little bit, if you don't mind. Did you did, did you talk to Lennon at all about it? Did you ever meet Lennon? No, no. it's funny that uh, a lot of these people, like um, John Lennon and, uh, uh, you know, George Harrison, uh, we touched George Harrison with teardrops. He wrote uh, on his uh, in his liner notes. He wrote Mawa Blues" because of "Teardrop," and he had the flip side. He had "Sleepwalk," but also he loved uh, "All Night Diner," which was the flip side of "Sleepwalk" in his uh, jukebox in his house. But um, you know, I um, a lot of these people, uh, uh, you know, um, know the song, and like Jeff Beck, and you know. Uh, well, Brian Setzer knows I'm still around. Yeah. But a lot of these other people, you know, like Eric Clapton, they're not aware that the people are alive that did this song, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's just a strange thing. I think if, if somebody got in touch with them, we could do something together, like maybe uh, a sleepwalk where all these great artists, everybody does a piece of it, you know? It could be like... A, I wanted to do a tour, actually, a sleepwalk tour. I just need somebody to put it together, you know? Yeah, well, this is the this would be the anniversary. Didn't it come out in 59? Isn't this the 60th anniversary? Absolutely. It's the 60th anniversary, yep. Of sleepwalk. Yeah, I mean, this is where this is where a guy like Clapton would come. Brian Setzer, of course, would. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, they would, you know, put all the different versions together. I mean, it's a. That would be one hell of a one hell of a show. A lot of diversity yeah. there too. I mean, again, uh, Johnny Farina from Santo and Johnny. Uh, they they wrote a classic. They wrote a lot of classic, but this uh, nothing compares to Sleepwalk. It's uh, it's one of those songs that will last forever. I have a feeling a hundred years from now we'll be hearing this song, and uh, and uh, you know you know it. We'll play it, uh, you know, on on the outro so everyone uh, knows what we're talking about. But uh, we're here with one of our 52 players, uh, Johnny Farina, and uh, it's just uh, he's put together a wonderful career. And, and again, the, the staple and the signature song, of course, is Sleepwalk. Um, hey, we're coming up on a break, Johnny. Do we have you for a second quick segment? Absolutely. Uh, again, Johnny Farina. Uh, do you have a website, a social media site that you could point to uh, to kind of steer people to what you're doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook. Uh yeah, so Facebook, you're under Johnny Farina? I'm under Johnny Farina and Santa and Johnny. And now, then uh, yeah. Santa and Johnny.com. Now, just uh, pardon my ignorance on this. I'm sorry to uh, ask, but uh, your brother's retired? Yeah, he retired in, in the 70s. We had a, a career that spanned from, uh, well, from Brooklyn to on the other side of the planet, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh one of the uh, places of all, and I was really happy, especially being of Italian descent, uh, 
was to uh, really uh, land it big in uh, Italy. And uh, we had such huge success. We had our own uh, TV show there. It was like a pre uh, um, uh, MTV, pre MTV. Yeah. And um, we had our own, we, we would uh, dress in costumes and like we'd be uh, minstrels going through the countryside in Rome. And then we get uh, get out of the uh, it was like a stagecoach, and we had in the back of it we had a ballerina, and uh, we had a uh, a little guy. He'd come out of the uh, uh, a chest, and he would just uh, he would be, he'd be like the court jester, and we we had a, a huge success. We uh, actually Sleepwalk brought us there, but um, through the years, then we did all the James Bond. Um, cover songs. We did Goldfinger, Thunderball, um, You Only Live Twice. We had uh, uh, the cover uh, would be uh, for Goldfinger, we had the girl that was painted gold, remember? And then uh, yeah. we had uh, uh, for uh, Thunderball was a ship that came apart. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And then we had um, uh, we, one with Sean Connery and Ursula Andrews. She was coming out of the water they had, they had what, they were dressed in um, like rubber suits, you know, wetsuits. Yeah, like a, spears, a, uh, scuba uh, diving. Yeah, suits. So we, we did all the James Bond music, and we had hits on that. Then we did, um, um, in 73, we did The uh, Godfather, and it became number one in Italy for 26 weeks. And wow. uh, we broke all, all records, and uh, so naturally we, we toured. We do tours in Italy, and... Um, uh, about uh, two years ago, I, I played Spain, um, you know, a festival. The year before that, I was in France and the U.K., and so I'm still around. Uh, I don't play that much around here because um, I guess, um, you know, uh, a lot of the shows are geared for doo-wop, you know. Uh, even though Sleepwalk is part of that time, you know, it was totally different as you know, uh, you're kind of an outlier. You know, like it's it's much different than everything else that's uh, that's out there. And uh, but I I don't know it, it's it, it fits with all of it also. You know, because of the the time and the nostalgia. Hey, stay right with us, Johnny. We're ta- taking a quick break. Uh, Frank McKay here with Johnny Farina of Santo and Johnny and Sleepwalk is in its 60th year. And everyone from Clapton to, uh, to the Deftones. Um, it, modest Mouse, uh, all of these guys have had hits with this. I don't know how many covers there are, tons, but uh, Brian Setzer, another Long Islander, had a Grammy with it, won a Grammy with Sleepwalk, a, a cover of it. Frank McKay, uh, signing off just for a moment. Uh, we'll be back. More 52 players right after this. Johnny Farina. Breaking it down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to our weekly edition of 52 Players. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, uh, Johnny Farina is our very special guest, wonderful musician, instrumentalist. Santo and Johnny, uh, back in 1959, had uh, put together a, a song that he wrote, and he was 15 and a half years old, right? 15 and a half years old. 
Not, not that I say 52 and a half that I am now, but uh, but Sleepwalk, he and his brother wrote this and uh, and they put together a, a huge career and a lot of other songs that they, they wrote that, uh, you know, the Beatles um, were affected by and, and so many uh, so many others. And uh, as we mentioned, Eric Clapton and uh, Brian Setzer won a Grammy for, for the song. It's the 60th anniversary of Sleepwalk, a great instrumental, great song. Uh, Johnny Farina, welcome back. Thank you, Frank. Uh, uh, this is the 60th anniversary of Sleepwalk. I, first of all, I cannot believe uh, 60 years went by, and uh, the the song is constantly. I get maybe two or three uh, uh, requests a week for like maybe a movie uh, or a commercial. Not all the deals are, are great because some of them uh, they don't have big budgets, you know, but. Uh, but all the offers, uh, it's nice to see that these offers keep coming. But um, on the, for the 16th anniversary, I, I, I decided that I wanted to put a show on in New York. And I think one of my favorite places, and I really feel comfortable being there, and uh, the, the people are wonderful, is the Cutting Room in New York. Great place. And, uh, it sounds it's great. A, it's, a, it's a great place. It's a great place. Uh, the people are wonderful. Uh, the food is good, you know, but the the sound um, they have a good good sound system in the room, and uh, it's just a very comfortable place, and um, there's no pressure there. It's just wonderful, and uh, so I hope that um, anybody listening, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, um, come down and see me at the at the Cunning Room, April twentieth. Um, you know, uh, the uh, the the Cunning Room is a place that everybody knows. Um, it's uh, it's really easy to find. It's at 44 East 32nd Street in New York. And uh, for people that don't drive, take the train and get off of 34th Street and get a Uber. Yeah, right. <laughs> take your right there. And uh, so, you know, uh, it's it's more of a, you know, I, I'm going to have a, a cake also. I, wanna, I want to have a... a <laughs> Not a birthday cake. Well, a, a celebration cake, you know, after my show. So whoever's around can have some cake and coffee, you know. And uh, yeah. it's really, it's going to be uh, a chance for me to meet a lot of people that well, I haven't met through the years. Uh, some people, as a matter of fact, a funny story. I was doing a show in one of the casinos, and there's a guy in the audience, and he comes up, and as I'm playing, I'm trying to make it out, and all of a sudden I realize it's an Alan Freed, uh, program from the um, that we did a show in the 50s. It was a Christmas show. And I got off the stage and he said, listen, my grandfather had this. He saw you when you were a kid in Brooklyn. He couldn't get to you, but he's still around. Would you sign it now? And I thought, wow, look all these years later. And things like that make me happy. And uh, it's just a wonderful time. You know, I did the... Uh, a show on the malt shop cruise. You ever hear that? Yeah. Yeah. And it was a wonderful to cruise that, 50s you know, and 60s all, bands, all, right? the, all the people that want to see the rock and roll acts during the day, walking around and performing. That's a cruise to go on. And uh, I was on that and uh, it was wonderful. And uh, things like that, you know, uh, it, it just gives me a lift out of life and, and to still be able to perform. And uh, and have a great time when I'm doing it, you know. 
Yeah, well, listen, it's it, it, absolutely great. Everyone's got to come check out Johnny. Um, and, you know, he, uh, you know, he will be there and, and playing the, the classic Sleepwalk. Uh, just, uh, you know, absolutely amazing career that he's built uh, with this as a staple song. But again, a lot of other songs that Frank McKay here with Johnny Farina. Let me, uh, let me ask you to list again because, uh, you know, maybe some people are tuning in a little late. Uh, some of the people that played this song. Uh, this iconic song that everyone's heard. Um, uh, okay. It, yeah, uh, I mean, Clapton, Brian, right? Brian yeah, Setzer. I'm, I'm going to read the, uh, of my promo card I was sent. Uh, Brian Setzer, Jeff Beck, Joe Satriani, Chet Atkins, Les Paul, Eric Clapton, uh, Larry Carlton, Danny Gatton, The Ventures, Al Kyola, Diana Ross, Danget, Al Cooper, The Deftones, um, Jeff uh, James Burton, Modest Mouse, The Letterman, Renee Olstead, Carlos Santana, and about 300, 300 other people did it. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Pete Green from Fleetwood Mac was inspired by Sleepwalk to write Albatross. That's right. Oh, I read that somewhere too. Uh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's incredible. I mean, it, incredible. And you know, and again, we should mention, you know, John Lennon uh, was influenced by uh, some of the, uh, your other uh, your other music. Oh. Let me tell you a story. I have a Please. thousand stories. We don't have enough time today, but I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. Uh, playing in, in Mexico in 1965, okay, uh, I I walk into Manny's Music. Are you familiar with Manny's yeah, Music? Yeah, 48th Street in Manhattan. Right. Oh, as a matter of fact, they, they just did a PBS, uh, I think, special on it, uh, on Manny's Music. But anyway, I knew the, I knew, uh, the family, and everybody went in there for instruments. So I, I walk in there one day. And Henry, one of the sons, uh, tells me, congratulations. I said, on what? He said, you have a hit record. I said, yeah, where? It was like summertime, and we, we weren't hot at the time. You know, we came off some success, but it was just a lull in the air. There's a, you're number one in Mexico. It's the third week. I said, let me see that. So he gives me a cash box. So I go see my manager. I said, wow, man, we're, we're number one in Mexico. Why, you want to go there? I said, of course I want to go. And by the way, you should be looking at cash box, and not that I have to go to Mandy's and find out <laughs> I have a hit record, right? Wow. Yeah, I said because he had cash box, Variety, Billboard. Yeah, but they're just there for other people to read. I said you're supposed to read that, man. Anyway, bottom line: three weeks later, we find ourselves in Mexico. So we wow. we brought a drummer down with us. I never forgot uh, when we land in the airport; it was raining. Pouring it, it was like so. I look, you know, through the window, and I see, man, there's like it covered with umbrellas. I said, "Wow, must be somebody important on this plane, like the Beatles," you know. And uh, so anyway, uh, of course, we didn't fly first class, so we're looking to see who's getting off the plane. And uh, I don't see any flashes of the cameras or anything. I said, "Wow," and I'm still looking. Now I look around in the cabin. Now we're the last guys on the plane because we had our instruments with us. As soon as we get off the plane, they start playing the end. I love it. Da, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Oh, wow. So they're all taking pictures and everything. And we had uh, all the paparazzis around us. I said, wow, we're superstars here. And finally, they pick us up on a Cadillac, which was nice. It was an old one, but look, I came out of the factory. Yeah. They took us to the hotel. And so we had a two-week and two-week option. 
three months later, we're still packing the place. You can't get in to see us. We're playing now. We're playing not only at a theater, but we're playing for a program that was sponsored by Max Factor, and we do that in the afternoon. And we did uh, uh, the Lyrical Theater. Anyway, three months later, I want to go home because now I have more than Montezuma's revenge. I got to get out of there. <laughs> so we come home, and I said. Uh, well, there was a little problem getting out because they didn't want us to go. They wanted to keep doubling the salary and said, listen, it ain't about money. I want to go home. So finally, boom, 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 we leave Mexico. But before we leave Mexico, um, guy tells me, hey, you know, John Lennon's singing about you. I said, really? So he gives me an album. Uh, it's uh, trying to think of the name of the album now. Um, I have the album upstairs. Uh, wait, uh, uh, something, a cut, uh, something in 74. Uh, His, something. A John Lennon album? It, it's uh, it's an underground album. It's called A, a Tooth, okay? Yeah. A, 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 a Tooth and something and A, a Tooth More in, in 74, something like that. Uh, uh I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to look it up it. as you're talking, but go ahead. We'll just keep continuing. Yeah, on I, I have it. Yeah, yeah. I have to find it in my archives. <laughs> but anyway, uh, on the album, a tooth, a snort. Uh, it's called a tooth, a tooth, like when you're doing uh, pot, you know. Yeah. A tooth, a snort. Uh, I'm thinking of in, in seventy. In, okay, a toot, a, a, snort a, a toot, and a snore in '74, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. A toot. I just googled it, you know, but I never heard of that. I didn't even hear that. Okay, so so anyway, it's uh, an underground album. Somebody had a, a a tape going, and you hear them like they were do, doing some lines, you know? Yeah. And they're saying, uh, um, Stevie Wonder was there, people like that. I mean, you hear it on the album, so I'm, I'm not letting anything out of the bag, but. Um, so then John Lennon picks up uh, 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 a regular uh, acoustic guitar and he starts uh, playing uh, the chords to Sleepwalk. Only he starts singing, he calls it Nightmare, okay? Yeah. So he, he's singing it, Nightmare. Na, 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 na. And finally he says, nah, this is not a song called Nightmare. This is a song called Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny, you know? And he, he mentions a couple of things about us, but... Uh, it was something wow. because uh, Just, wow. you don't know yeah. who you touch yeah. in the business. And uh, so uh, you don't get anyway. any bigger than that. I mean, everybody that's touched that song is just, it, it, I, well, I mean, I know everyone, I mean, some smaller names played it, but I mean, the, 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 the legends that have touched that song, Sleepwalk, and, and again, if you're just tuning in, Johnny Farina is, uh, is our guest today, Frank McKay here with the, uh, the Johnny and Santo and Johnny and Sleepwalk has been covered by God knows how many people, but I mean everyone from Clapton, uh, Brian Setzer won a Grammy with the uh, with with the remake of it. Uh, John Lennon, as uh, you just mentioned, uh, has touched on it. So many bands and and musicians and uh, Les Paul played it. Um, Chet Atkins, I mean these are legends that we're talking about playing this this kid from Brooklyn's uh, song. It just an amazing career that he built uh, around a signature song but uh, listen he's got other songs too it's not just uh, the one hit he's got a lot yeah, of yeah well we had uh, uh up by uh teardrop and 
you know, I, I mentioned that before. Yeah. That George Harrison, um, you know, he really fell in love with the song. So he wrote a song called Mawa Blues. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard it. It's on uh, um, his album. I think I've heard just about everything Harrison Harrison put out, you know, so I probably hear, heard it somewhere. Another, but I never heard the reference before you mentioned it. Yeah, it, it's, all, it's also like when you hear it, it sounds so sacred. That's one song that what, after I heard it, I would say, I said to myself, that's one song I don't think I would ever try to play because that song is, it was all the emotion that he had is, is in, in this song. I, I think, you know, I, I have the album because Sony sent it to me. And I read the liner notes about, you know, my brother and I. And uh, the, the album's called Let It Roll. George Harrison, Let It Roll. He's on the, on the cover. And uh, I didn't know that he was touched by it because then after I heard his whole album, I realized that he liked that slide sound, you know. And um, it's something when he was sick in Staten Island, uh, you know, I, I wanted to go see him, but I'm thinking... There's probably such security around this guy, and I, I would I would have taken my guitar and played for him, you know. But uh, you know, I, I it's something that um, you know uh, so many people know the song, but they don't know the the title of it until you tell them. Uh, like there was a, a guy, uh, a reporter, Robbie Oliver. You ever hear him? He wrote yeah, for a Li Press. He used to write for the uh, Long, Excuse me? He used to write for the Long Island Press, I think. And uh Yeah. Uh, and he wrote uh, Robbie Oliver wrote a great article about Sleepwalk. And then he said one of his lines was is, uh in everybody's DNA, you know? So and it's true. If you stop and think about something, if you've been hearing a song, like everybody has Sinatra in their DNA. Because yeah. but you know? And Sleepwalk was around. It wasn't like any other song that was written in the 50s where you associate it with the 50s. Sleepwalk, as was written in the, in the papers, it's for any time. When you hear the song that Celine Dion sings, you, you know it's associated with a ship going down. But when you hear Sleepwalk, it could be for Eddie and the Cruisers. It could be for La Bamba. It could be for Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. It could be for Twelve Monkeys. It could be for Mermaids. These, these titles roll off me uh, because um, through the years, these titles kept the song alive. We did the first Mazda Miata commercial. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was kind of cool. You know, yeah. we introduced a Mazda Miata. And uh, so uh, before I had said about uh, people don't realize that I'm alive and I'm performing, you know, like the Eric Clapton's, you know, like uh, <clears throat> what uh, I'm trying to think of his name, uh, Paul Schaefer. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, I had met him uh, at one of my friend's parties, Eddie uh, Brigatti from the Rascals, and uh, Paul Schaefer said, I thought you were a Chicano from uh, California. I mean, I didn't know you were around here. And it's just that way that a lot of people say, Man, I, I, you guys are alive. We thought you'd be two hundred by now. <laughs> you know, and uh, so, not only did uh, you know we record when we were kids because 
a lot of the groups that were on the road with us were much older than us, you know. And uh, but we were like two kids, you know, from Brooklyn, you know, and enjoying the ride. And uh, so, as I said before, the song became a song that wasn't just that song for for the fifties. It became. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and the 2000s, and now, now they're using it for the uh, the, the uh, trailer for the Intruder, you know. And they use the song because they want to get attention for their product. That's the only reason they they use that song. You want to get attention, you use Sleepwalk. Mm. You want to sell a car, use Sleepwalk. You want to sell a mattress, use Sleepwalk, because people will stop in their tracks. And listen to it. I'm not bragging. It's a fact. It's yeah. it's such a phenomenon, you know, really. Yeah. Really. It's, it, listen, it's not bragging if you back it up. People keep using it, and they're continuing to use it, and they're going to use it 100 years from now. Let me just, uh, listen, we're coming up on on, uh, on the end of our show here. I, uh, hopefully I can get you back for a part two, part three. Uh, I, just get into all the films, the, the films that Sleepwalks in. But the yeah, six, I wanted, yeah, go ahead. Matter of fact, uh, when you end the program, I, I'll give you my cell number. Uh, let, let's get in touch, man. Let's uh, no doubt about let's go out place out here. You know, any of these restaurants out here. You know. Well, I'm li- listen, I'm looking forward to it. My treat, though, my treat. But listen, we're, we're coming up at uh, to the end of our time here. Uh, you know, promise to. Uh, I want to buy you some lunch, buy you some dinner. But congratulations on an amazing career and, and a Thank song. You. That I mean, fifteen and a half years old. Think of what fifteen and a half year olds are doing now. I mean, they're in video games and everything else. They're not even thinking about writing, you know, writing songs. And you wrote right. a song that's going to last forever. At fifteen, well, I hope everybody comes down to the cutting room. Yeah, give, give it one more time in closing. Cutting room, uh, April sixteenth. No, April twentieth. Oh, I'm sorry, April twentieth. Right, April twentieth. And uh, everyone get down there and, uh, and and see Johnny. Johnny Farina has been our very special guest. Johnny, thanks a lot. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I, as you can see, I enjoy talking and yeah. saying the, the stories of my life because uh, I find every time I start talking about them, it brings me right there to that particular moment. And I really, I, 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 I'm very blessed. Yeah, well, listen, I, I'm thrilled to talk to you. They're not making any more of you. And, uh, and, and you know, hopefully uh, you'll, we'll be talking for the next 20 years. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll be doing the, uh, what would it be, the 80th anniversary of Sleepwalk. I don't know. What's <laughs> <laughs> So Sleepwalk, 60 years uh, old. Uh, Johnny Farina, uh, part of Santo and Johnny, uh, a huge hit. I mean, just a monster hit uh, back in 1959 and is is still going strong in movies and commercials. Uh, again, Brian Setzer, Long Islander, uh, had a huge hit with it, and a, a Grammy. Uh, Eric Clapton, uh, Les Paul, and everybody else. You can imagine John Lennon has touched the song. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Uh, we'll see you all next time 